Welcome everyone to Tamriel Adventures, a show that brings you information from all across the far reaches of Tamriel. I'm your host, Eric A.K. Zulior, and uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, been a bit since I've uh, put out an episode. I've been pretty damn busy with a lot of different things, uh, both life and, well, I have started another podcast. So uh, I don't remember if I've talked about it on this show or not, but I now have a Starfield podcast as well that I do with my uh, good buddy from the Tapes from the Ways podcast, Mr. KDB, uh, Kelsey. And yeah, definitely go check that out. I'll uh, talk a bit more about that at the end of the show. But yeah, it has been a bit since I've done an episode. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about Dagoth Ur and his sixth house. So yeah, this uh, might be one that's uh, quite a bit longer in the lore section, but that's okay, right? I mean, this is technically a lore podcast, but yeah, um, before we get to that, there is a little bit of news, not a ton. Uh, really, the biggest thing is that uh, two days from now on uh, July the 10th at 12 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, uh, Bethesda is going to be doing a Twitch stream that breaks down the next update that uh, ESO is going to uh, get, update 39. So yeah, twitch.tv slash Bethesda. And yeah, the community manager, Jessica Folsom, and uh, senior community manager, Gina Bruno, are going to be previewing everything that's going to be coming up in the next update. So uh, if you're interested, definitely check that out. But yeah, um, other than that, I'm not seeing a lot of uh, Elder Scrolls news. Now, I uh, since uh, Necrom has been since released on consoles, so... Um, I'll be getting into that a little bit, um, but yeah, there's really not a lot of other Elder Scrolls news. There's lots of Starfield news, um, some red, there's a, uh, been a Redfall update, and yeah, there was a, uh, an announcement for Fallout 76, so, uh, talk about Starfield and Fallout 76 in my, uh, podcasts relating to those shows or those games but um yeah let's let's go ahead and get into my gameplay so yeah i i haven't played a lot of elder scrolls i have played a little bit of yeah so just to get in there and check out the uh the new chapter uh, necrom so i have created a new character on the north american server uh i Honestly, can't. I, I believe I, I made a Khajiit. Um, actually, you know what? Let me let me double check that. Otherwise, I'm gonna look like an ass. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't create a Khajiiti character. I created a Dunmer character. So I'm glad I double checked that. And because I remember now, my my main character on the North American server was a Bosmer because I thought I'd do something different. And I had a Dunmer on, or I have a Dunmer on the European server. That's my main character, but. I thought about making a Khajiit. I, um, actually, I think I do have a Khajiiti character on one of the servers. I want to say it's the European one. But, um, yeah, I went with the Onconis class. And I to make things a little bit different, I changed my weapon up. So most of the time I go with a bow. Um, 
not because I want to be a sneaky archer or anything, but because <clears throat> I normally go sword and board with characters, but I found in ESO specifically, range characters really help when it comes to bosses, especially, um, just to stay out of range of their attacks. So, um, yeah, I, I made an Iconist class, which is, of course, more magical-based, so I thought, hey, why not um, something I've never done before, and that's a staff, like a magic staff uh, weapon. So, yeah, I played a little bit with that. Um, again, not a ton. I'm trying to just keep... Uh, I want to drag this out as long as possible, because most of the time I jump in and then uh, rush through the story, and then I'm like, all right, now what? So yeah, I'm just I'm taking this slowly, and I've also been playing some other games like Redfall. So I actually um, I talked about this on, on tapes and ways. So I've been playing a little bit more Redfall, and I got to one of the two bosses leading up to the final boss, uh, which was Bloody Tom, and I just I was having a lot of difficulty beating him uh, because one of his defenses uh, is nearly impossible to you know dodge or uh, get out of reach for especially there toward the end I don't want to give any spoilers for those of you who haven't played Redfall and want to experience the story for yourself um, I mean it has been out for a couple months now but still that's still pretty recent so um, yeah I um, was having a lot of trouble I, I stopped playing um for a day or two and then i was watching my friend charo miami stream she was also um playing she was playing on stream with a couple of other friends of mine uh, jessica star and nuclear mushroom and um i was talking about this with her or with all of them i guess technically and um i was originally just gonna be like hey how's it going um hope you guys have fun because they they typically play sunday nights and, you know, I was just, you know, I was playing myself, so I was just want to, just going to be like, all right, you know, just thought I'd say hi, hope you guys have a good time, see you later. And um, <laughs> they kind of sucked me into a conversation while I was taking on Bloody Tom. And it was kind of funny. <clears throat> and uh, she was, uh, Charo was saying that she'd actually uh, beaten Bloody Tom herself, but she couldn't for the life of her remember what she did. And, you know, I just, you know, in the process of, you know, chatting with them, I actually did manage to beat him. Um, I figured out what uh, you can do to dodge his defenses. Again, I'm not going to really spoil what that is. But, um, you know, I was just kind of like, hey, you know, it'd be fun to play with y'all. Um, haven't played Redfall with anybody else yet. So um, she was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So uh, a few days later, Charo and I... Uh, played some Redfall together. So I, my main character that I've played as is Jacob, the uh, brooding guy with the raven. And when I was uh, chatting with them while they were all streaming, I was like, all right, which character do you guys recommend? And they said Remy. So uh, prior to uh, sitting down and playing with Charo, I created a Remy character and got through the tutorial with her. So when um, Charo and I played later on that night. Um, I wasn't completely brand new, and she actually chose to play as Remy also. And um, we 
uh, ran around, did a bunch of quests together, and she was kind of showing me uh, some of Remy's capabilities, and it was a lot of fun. Um, she, <laughs> she was actually experiencing some um, funny NPC animations, like uh, one of them was kind of floating in the air and running in place, and then another one like fell off of a ledge and killed himself. It was, it was pretty funny. She posted a video of that. Um, <laughs> I haven't really, uh, she was like, did you see any of that? And I was like, uh, I think I saw some of it. I didn't see all of it. Maybe it was some of it was just on her end. But um, prior to the last update that they had, I did have some animations like that where there was one instance where a vampire was running against a fence at me. He was just like, he was running, he was up against a fence and running like full speed, but not you know getting toward me because the fence was blocking it. i don't know i thought that the update kind of fixed all that but apparently not for everybody but yeah we we played for a couple hours and shot the shit and it was a lot of fun um yeah definitely we're gonna try and do that again uh soon where it's uh, she and i are gonna play some more together and maybe bring a couple other people in on the fun so yeah definitely looking forward to that um other than that been playing a lot of 76 uh, new scoreboards up and running. I'm, uh, I think, getting close to level 60 on the scoreboard. If no, 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 70, because I'm, I'm, I think I'm already past 60. Um, yeah, definitely enjoying this season. If you're looking for more information on the current Fallout 76 season, definitely check out Tapes from the Waste. We did an episode, uh, I want to say about a week ago, that broke down the scoreboard and the season that's currently going on. And the last game that I've really been putting a lot of time into lately is Diablo 4. So, you know, this and one other game has been on my to-buy list for a while now. Um, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I really want to play Tears of the Kingdom. I'm kind of getting FOMO, uh, fear of missing out by not having it. And Zelda is one of my favorite series. And I've heard nothing but good things about Tears of the Kingdom. So... Definitely, definitely looking forward to playing that. But as far as Diablo goes, I played the Server Slam, and that was the first Diablo I'd ever played. Um, so me, me, and a, a bunch of my friends had, you know, played the Server Slam, uh, which was basically a, a server uh, stress test. So yeah, I, I definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Got up to level 16, couldn't beat Lilith's Lament, and yeah, that was kind of the end of it. But I did pick up Diablo 3 and Diablo 2. There was a the two-pack on sale for like $15. And so I've been playing Diablo 3 and definitely enjoying that as well. Um, I played a Necromancer during the server slam. So when I was playing Diablo 3, or I'm still technically playing Diablo 3, but I made a Necromancer uh, character in that as well. And, um, yeah, I just, I really wanted to play Diablo 4. A lot of my friends have played it, uh, have been playing it. Uh, Kelsey has been playing it. Um, yeah, several of my friends have been playing it and absolutely loving it. Saying it's game of the year, uh, material for sure. And I kind of agree with that. But, um, my friends at the, at El Gato Pub, uh, Shreds put on a, uh, a contest for people who are part of her uh, Gato community just to uh, throw your name in the hat for a uh, drawing for a game of your choice. 
So I was just like, yeah, sure, what the hell? I'm probably not gonna win. And lo and behold, I was the one that was chosen. So it was between that and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And so I was messaging Shreds and I was like, all right, what would be easier for you? Because uh, these are the ones I want. I'd be happy with either. And she's like, it, it doesn't matter, it's your choice. Just remember it's base game. So, uh, but she's like, you know, if you get something on Xbox, I can just gift it to you because we're friends on Xbox. So I was like, all right, well, Diablo it is then. Uh, that way I also don't have to wait for her to mail it to me. So yeah, I've been playing Diablo 4 and I have been loving the hell out of it. So yeah, it's uh, been a lot of fun. So Shreds, if you're listening to this, probably not. Um, thank you so much. You and your community are fucking amazing. Um, every single one of you guys. So yeah, that has been what I've been playing lately. So you know what? Let's go ahead and get into today's topic, which is, of course, Dagother himself and his sixth house. guys so let's talk Dagother. So Dagother is also known as Vorin Dagoth, the Sharmat, as well as the Awakened Lord of the Sixth House, Lord Dagoth, father of the mountain to his followers. So he was in he was the immortal High Lord Council of House Dagoth and in the tribunal mythology he is demonized as the devil, uh, the enemy, false dreamer, dreamer, sorry, devil Dagother and devil of Dagoth. So, in the first era, he was in a, he inadvertently caused the Battle of Red Mountain by forming the Horator Indor by informing the Horator Indoral Nerevar that House Dagoth had discovered the Dwemer's worship of the secret source of power, which was the heart of Lorcan. The Chimer were uh, deemed this profane and heretic, heretical, easy for me to say. Accounts do vary significantly on what actions took place before, during, and after the battle, um, mainly because this is one of the, uh, the confirmed dragon breaks. Uh, but regardless, it resulted in Dagoth and the Sixth House being defeated and condemned as traitors, and their names being largely erased from Dunmary history by the Tribunal Temple. So, yeah, that's a lot to take in, but let's, um, let's kind of break this down here. So, let's talk a bit about his early life. So... He was uh, born Vorin Dagoth and was a Chimer... And uh, he was the Lord High Council of House Dagoth, which is one of the seven great houses. I, <laughs> um, it just, the number of great houses seems to change over the years. So at one point there's five, at one point there, you know, Dagoth is, you know, his followers formed the sixth house. And, or, I mean, yeah, he, he was the leader of the sixth house. And apparently there's, um, a seventh one. So, um, but these are all of Resdane, which, uh, if you listen to the Dunmer uh, two part episode, you know that Resdane was the original name of the Marwan province. So, yeah, it uh, ruled the land alongside the allies of the Dwemer. He resided in Kugrun, which was the unbroken home, which means the unbroken home in uh, Dunmary. The uh, clans, which is a clanstead of the house, the 
rulers of the first house were Nerevar the Hoarder, which uh, was all, he was also a Chimer, and Dumak the Dwarf Orc, the King of the Dwemer. Vorin was a trusted and a very uh, close ally of the Nerevar, and he served loyally as Nerevar's general. And he was also a mighty sorcerer and enchanter. But uh, it, you know, come the War of the First Council, um, Dagoth played a very heavy role in the divide and the eventual war among the First Council. Um, who knows what to believe as far as all the different accounts as to what happened, but um, there are certain things that uh, we do know, um, namely that both the Ashlanders and Vivek himself uh, do tell a similar tale that differs in some key aspects, but um, yeah, there, there are some things that we could kind of deduce based on the different accounts. So most of these accounts involve Lord Dagoth approaching Nervar and his the his uh, trusted advisors, the tribunal members, Almalexia, Sothasil, and Vivek, with knowledge that House Dagoth had discovered a source of long unknown secret power that the Dwemer worshipped, which is of course the heart of Lorcan. Dagoth explained that the Dwemer had used this profane power to make themselves immortal, and thus beyond measure of the gods, the high priest, and the chief tonal architect of the Dwemer Kagnarak, the Blighter. Uh, he'd even gone so far as to devise tools to build a new god that served as a mockery of the Chimer, and a fearsome weapon that the Dwemer would use to claim Resdane for their own. We all know this uh, because of the events in Morrowind. If you read a lot of the in-game text, um, not just that, but the events, because these play a key in uh, Dagother's ultimate undoing. So, uh, Nerebar was troubled by this information about uh, the new source of power and approached Dumok with, his with these accusations and asked if they were true. Uh, Kagnarak and his priests had kept the construction of the new god, which is, which is called Numidium, a secret from the king, and thus Dumok claimed innocence for his people of any wrongdoing. Kagnarak approached Nerevar and asked him who he thought what he was to who he thought he was to presume to judge the actions of the Dwemer. And Nerevar was no less troubled by this meeting with the Dwemer, so he made a pilgrimage to Holomain, which is a sacred temple of the Daedric Prince Azura, who confirmed the actions of the Dwemer. So uh, Azura was also kind of a narc in this, and uh, that also that. Um, the construction of the new god should be prevented at all costs, not only for the sake of Resdane, but for the whole world. So this, uh, of course, pissed off uh, Nerevar, and he was pissed that uh, Dumok seemingly lied to him and returned to Red Mountain one final time, arrayed in arms and armor and surrounded by his hosts. And he hoped to preserve peace, but with every if everything that uh, Dagother said was true... That uh, yeah, there, uh, there, there's going to be some fighting going on. <clears throat> so um, he, yeah, he took everybody to Red Mountain and demanded that Dumak and his people give up their worship of the Heart of Lorcan. 
But uh, at the time, Dumak was still aware of his pl- the plans of the new god, but was proud and protective of his people. And there, yeah, there was a war. So this all concluded at the Battle of Red Mountain. And again, uh, uh, accounts vary as to uh, the details of what exactly happened. But we do know that sometime during the battle... Dagother and a small group of companions snuck into the heart chamber um, and that Nerevar and Dumak both fell uh, from uh, grievous wounds and draining magic. Um, similar accounts disagree uh, as to what exactly happened next. We do know that the tribunal were involved and it, you know, that's why they look the way they do and how they have the power that they do. Uh, Vivek does have his own accounts uh, saying that with his king down and threatened by Vorin Dagoth and others, Kagnarak turned his tools upon the heart and at that moment the Dwemer disappeared without a trace. So, yeah, um, we, we, I mean, it, it's pretty obvious that both the Keimer and the Dwemer were cursed in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, the, the Keimer became the Dunmer, and the Dwarves, who knows what the hell exactly happened to them, but after this, there's only one left alive, and we get to meet him in the during the events of Morrowind, if you play the game. But, um, yeah, so, regardless of the accounts, uh, of what accounts you... Uh, listen to that um, Dagoth or uh, there are some accounts that say that Dagoth or uh, Bade Nerevar that the tools of the Kagnarak need to be destroyed uh, so as to, to avoid future evils if they fell into the wrong hands but Nerevar was uh, a little uh, confused by his wounds and sorrow for the loss of, his old, of uh, Dumok and the Dwemer uh, who he did still love but he did not wish to ignore the tribunal's counsel again so he went to confer with them and left his general um, saying, you know, to his own devices, you know, saying, stay here, loyal Dagother, until I return. Um, I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> but, you know, again, it just kind of, it's all propaganda, um, what account you listen to with all this. So... There are other accounts that say that the tribunal killed Nervar. There are other accounts that say that Dagoth er, uh, betrayed him. But, I mean, who who the hell knows? What we, we do know is that the Heart of Lorcan certainly does have power. And that the tribunal, both the tribunal and Dagoth er, used it for their own devices. Um, I mean, the, the uh, heart gave the tribunal longevity and uh, their power, and it also kind of, in a way, kept Dagothur alive, as we'll see here in a bit. So, again, um, what we do know is that Nervar somehow didn't make it through the battle. Um, accounts as to how differ but another thing that we know is that Azura appeared um, before the tribunal and vowed to use her powers over dusk and dawn to make sure Nerevar would come back 
and make things right again, which we do know happens during the events of Marwind. Um, he, you know, your your character, the Nerevarine, is Nerevar reincarnated. So uh, before Azura departed, she placed a curse on the tribunal and the Chimer um, people as a whole. So this is how we get the Dunmer and how the tribunal look the way they do. So the tribunal returned the heart to the uh, returned to the heart chamber and met Dagoth Hur, who saw what it had been done. Uh, for his skin got changed as well, and he tried to avenge the death of Nerevar, but was defeated by the tribunal, who thought him dead. Um, so maybe he was loyal to. Uh, in Doral Nerevar, but I, I don't know. I, I don't entirely buy that. But uh, the tribunal did, uh, they found the tools that Dagothur had been guarding, and um, they studied uh, Kagnarak's methods and turned themselves into gods. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, gods in quotation marks. So Vivek's account of the council and subsequent actions of himself and uh, fellow tribunes greatly differs. Um, so he, his claim is that the tribunal advised uh, that the tools be preserved and studied for the welfare of the Chimer and is a precautionary in the event that the Dwemer should return. Nervar voiced grave misgivings, but he... Um, uh, but he agreed to the council under one condition, that all of them swear oaths to Azura and that the tools will never be put to use in a profane manner that the Dwemer had intended. And everybody agreed and swore um, that the oaths, uh, that he swore oaths at the Nerevar's dictation. So um, Nerevar and um, the tribunal returned to Red Mountain and found Dagother unwilling to yield the tools to them. So he, yeah, this is a completely different account here saying that only he could be trusted with them and that they were dangerous, which, I mean, they are. But this also shows that he had learned how to use the tools uh, during the time he was left alone with them. So Nervar and his guards uh, resorted to taking the tools by force. And somehow Dagother and his retainers escaped, but the tools were retrieved and put within the care of Sothasil for safekeeping. So, for some years, the tribunal kept the oaths they swore to with Nervar before Azura, and, uh, but in secret, Sothasil had been studying the tools and managed to divine their mysteries. So, he approached his fellow tribunes and with a vision of peace, prosperity, and a better world. And then they, did, they made the pilgrimage to Red Mountain and used the tools to open the heart and transform themselves. So, that's how they got their power, which we do know is true. So, uh, when this happened, Azura appeared before them, vowing that the Nerevar would return and uh, would punish them for their perfidy, uh, for, for going back on their word, and subsequently cursing them by turning their skin ashen and their eyes of fire, the Chimer, into the Dunmer. So, yeah, that's how... Uh, like, we, we've been through that before in previous episodes. So, according to the UESP, which is where getting this there is also a nordic account of what happened so um there's the nordic legend uh the five songs of king wolfharth um 
that the Lord, the Nords, upon learning the dwarves and devils, which were the Chimer, um, yeah, because uh, we all know that the door, the Nords uh, just hate elves, um, for the most part. Um, they hoped that they might reclaim the ancient holdings because of everything going on. So, um, the tongues sing of Shor's ghost again, and Shor gathering an army as he did of old, and then he sucked the long-strewn ashes of King Wolfarth uh, and remade him, uh, for he needed a good general, which I'm guessing is a, a depiction of Nerevar. Um... There's another song of King Wolfarth that claims the devil of Dagoth tricked the Nords. The heart of Shor, which is Lorcan, uh, the Nordic uh, depiction of Lorcan, and was not in the Eastern Kingdoms um, and had never been. So as soon as Shor and his armies arrived at Red Mountain, the devils and dwarves fell upon them. Um, there's another song called uh, The Truth at Red Mountain, which claims the heart of Lorcan, Shor, was indeed in Resdane as Dagothur had promised, and Dagothur admit that the tribunal had betrayed Nerevar's trust and sent him to Lorcan. Um, for that is what they called Shor in Resdane. So the god might wreak vengeance on the Dwemer for their hubris, as they believed Nerevar's peace with the Dwemer could ruin the Volathi way. Lorcan, uh, which uh, we all know who Volathi is, He's the prophet who led the uh, Chimer to Resdane. Uh, Lorcan vowed that uh, for his own reasons the Dwemer would die by his hand, and Lorcan claimed that Nervar, the son of Boethia, one of the strongest uh, Padamaics, and also recognized him as a hero of the people despite the treacherous uh, tribunal, and said he would muster enough to, uh, to the battle ahead and hard going. So uh, Dagothur, who wanted the, Dwem the Dwemer dead as the tribunal did, uh, went to Kogron, uh, Kogoron, sorry, and summoned his house uh, and his nixhounds and wizards and archers of stolen and, and his stolen men of brass, which are the, uh, we all know who those are. Um, anybody who's gone through a Dwemer ruin knows what the men of brass are. And, uh, yeah, th that was the Battle of Red Mountain. So, here's another depiction of uh, Dagothur, the Traer uh, House. So, as the story goes, religious disputes were formed between the secular great houses of the First Council and the House Dwemer in Dagoth, and the Orthodox houses um, in Doral, Dress, Halalu, Telvani, and Redoran, which are the ones I've been talking about. The basis of disputes uh, was about the sorceries and the enchantments practiced by the Dwemer and declared profane by the other houses. So, yeah, there's some uh, in-house fighting there. The alliance with House Dagoth came naturally, as by some accounts House Dagoth had taken into practice some of the rituals and principles pioneered by High Craft Lord Kagnarak, with Dagother himself adopting the views and motivations of Kagnarak. They also found themselves aligned with the Western Allies and the Nords and Orcs who were drawn in from promise of land and booty. And uh, just give me a second here. Sorry, I really needed to take a drink there. And uh, booty as in uh, treasure. <laughs> House Dagoth, uh, House Dwemer, and the other others held uh, Northwest Resdane and delivered the widely dispersed and poorly organized Orthodox houses defeat after... 
defeat until Nerevar was made undisputed general of the houses. So, uh, yeah, Nerevar was definitely a thorn in Dagother's side. Um, he also secured aid of the nomadic Ashlanders, who proved to be vital as scouts in the major battle of Vardenfell, in which the secular houses were outmaneuvered and defeated, and, and defeated, and the survivors were forced to flee to Dwemer strongholds of Red Mountain. After a brief siege, an act of treachery allowed Nerevar and his troops to enter the fortress, and the secular houses were defeated with great slaughter, and Dagothur managed to deal mortal wound at Nerevar. So here's what I was talking about, where, Ner- where uh, Nerevar was actually betrayed by Dagothur. Uh, but after terrible sorceries uh, were used that resulted in utter extermination of the Dwemer, so, okay, they're saying that the Dwemer were actually disappeared uh, by magic. House Dagothur and their allies, um, yeah, were all exterminated. Nerevar died shortly after the battle to his wounds, but lived long enough to see the birth of the temple and bless the unity of the Dwemer into the safekeeping of the Almsivi, the temple, and its uh, communion of saints. The Ashlanders, on the other hand, say one of his final acts was promising to honor the ancient spirits and the tribal law when he would come again to honor that promise, so uh, promising to rise again. So Vivek does mention another uh, version where he claims that the Dwemer and the the Chimer lived under the wise wise and benevolent rule of the Almsivi, which we know is another name for the tribunal. So... um, Basically, the Dwemer became foolish and challenged their masters. Um, the Norms and uh, Izmir Wolfharth came to the aid of the Dwemer, who were led by King Dumak and High Priest Kagnarat. And Nerevar uh, led the Chimer armies, wielding the Ethos knife, and slew Dumak. And uh, saw the heart and bone for the first time. And, um, yeah, the, the Dwemer... Um, so basically, um, in this version, the um, tribunal present themselves as protectors, and Nerevar tried to stop uh, Dagother from taking the um, artifacts, and uh, but he went too far inside and caused the eruption of Red Mountain, and um, there the Dwemer had a weapon called the Walking Star which emolted the Chimer armies and blasted the land. But uh, the Almsivi actually stopped uh, Kagnarak and eventually destroyed the construct, but um, this also caused the Dwemer to disappear, which this all sounds like a crock of shit. Um, it's all prop- like I said, it's all propaganda. But that brings us to the Sixth House. So we've gone through multiple different versions of the Battle of Red Mountain, but let's talk about the Sixth House. So after everything died down, they um, declared House Dagoth disgraced, and afterward it was only referred to as the Sixth House, or the house that we do not name. He that shall not be named. Um, So basically, yeah, they're they're called traitors, and the house was destroyed by the Amsivi. And the remnants were set flame to. But I mean, you do find six like secret sixth house stashes, like stashed away uh, throughout Marwind. But it looks like uh, any children 
were adopted into other houses um, and raised by their own tra- by those traditions. <clears throat> but we do know that House Dagoth survived and was perhaps revived in some of the hearts and minds of the Dunmer. Uh, we do see this during the events of Morrowind. Um, a lot, there are a lot of sleeper agents of House Dagoth. And uh, we do see, there are some writings about how um, there are some sleeper agents. So there's a a novel that claims that in the years shortly after the Battle of Red Mountain, a Dunbar boy named Indoral Tay of House Indoral began having strange dreams, which basically showed him that his life was a lie and he was actually a member of the Sixth House. And he was supposedly the son of Dagothur. Uh, supposedly named Dagoth Tython, and his lover was Dagoth Akra, um, was dried, described at least metaphorically, or perhaps even biologically, his sister, who together led by the song, killed many Dunmer of the traditional houses. And after being routed and confronted by Darth Tython, or Darth, Dagoth Tython, they scaled the highest peak of Red Mountain and leapt into the mouth of the mighty volcano. While apparently uh, Dagoth Akro was pregnant with their kid, which uh, that's kind of messed up. Um, there's another tale here that describes a confrontation uh, held in Abernight uh, between Rangdil, um, Rangendil, uh, Kettle, commander of the Temple Ordinators, and blessed by Amsivi to against, uh, I'm sorry, as his adversary Dagoth Thras, the self-proclaimed heir of the Sixth House, and the two pot fought bitterly, but Rangdil could not get an effective strike on Thras, who was the master of the shield and was struck down. Before being executed, uh, Rangdil pleaded with Thras to teach him the secrets behind the shield mastery, to which uh, Thras was stupid enough to do. And this how this was a ruse who delivered uh, death blow. So, um, yeah. It's kind of a, another messed up story. Uh, there's another occurrence of a supposed error in Secondary 582, which we all know about, is um, the events of ESO. So a member of the tribunal temple named uh, Nevena Nirith journeyed to the ruins of the clandestine house Dagoth. And um, Kogron, uh, which, yeah, it was in Kogron, to recover an item from the temple. During this time, the sixth house was under... <clears throat> attempts at a revival as cultists excavated the site claiming to be drawn by the relics which we know that uh, that's not surprising also anticipating the leadership of blood heirs of the accursed Dagoth line uh, Navenna and other cultists came to the conclusion that she was among the blood heirs and she had forsaken the temple and claimed Kogarin as her birthright so Kogarin um, yeah we'll get into that later so Nevena, um, sorry, her brother uh, Titus Nereth was an ordinator who had worried for her employed aid in the vestige uh, to help her. So he, this is where you come in. Uh, upon finding her, Nevena was inconsolable and had to be struck down. Which, that, yeah. Um, the vestige returned the news to Titus who lamented and rejected the idea that his sister, by the extension of himself, was an heir of the lost house. So... Yeah, that um, is it as far as pre-events of Morrowind. So, um, 
we've gone I've gone through the events of Morrowind. Um, I'm not really gonna I don't really need to get into them here, but um, we'll talk about the fourth era here. So following the red year of fourth era five, the widespread worship of the tribunal ended as the new temple um, guided the Dunmer people back to the worship of the three reclamations. Cults of the tribunal worshippers continue to exist uh, well into the fourth era, although these individuals were persecuted by the new temple as heretics. One such cult of Almalexia worshippers constructed a hidden temple in a cave on Solstheim known as Ashfall's Tear, which is just north of Raven Rock. This group dedicated themselves to preserving the relics of the tribunal temple, including the Mask of Dagoth Ur. Prior to the temple's construction, the mask had been passed to Matriarch Derevlin by her predecessor, who had warned her never to open the chest it was stored in. The Matriarch duly locked the chest in the temple armory behind the porticulus, which, which could only be raised by the presence of the three masks of the tribune. However, some of Dagother's influence remained within the mask, and a few temple priests were corrupted by the Charmut's, Charmut's voice, which pounded in their heads like a stone heart. Uh, 4th era 201, the div diviner Eridane Revel, uh, or sorry, Relvel, eventually managed to reach the mask when Dagother used his power to raise the porticolis, allowing Eridan to escape the, within the artifact without alerting the matriarch. From listening to his master's words, Eridan became a priest of Dagother and learned how to spew corp uh, spawn corpus. That sucks. Corpus is, which should have been... Uh, wiped out after all this. He used this knowledge to create ash zombies, transforming his fellow temple priests, uh, priest Armethus, Armaeus, Arthmaeus, Arthmaeus, that's I think how you pronounce it, and others into thinking minions of Dagoth, unthinking uh, minions of Dagoth. Er. He then gave, or er, he then sent these creatures to attack the temple at ash, Ashfall's Tear. Ultimately, he hoped to spread his master's cure across the world. Um, knowing that the cult would eventually discover that the mask had been taken, Aridan left a note in his place summoning whoever possessed the three masks of the tribunal to face him in combat, and he believed that he needed to face the tribunal's champion, similar to how Dagother faced the Nerevarine. So, wearing the mask of Dagother and the robes of the Lich, Aridan awaited the arrival of his fated champion at the graveyard near Telmithrin. Sorry, God, I wish I could talk. Surrounded by his ash zombie minions. He also learned how to control ash spawn, strange beings animated by heartstones. The last dragonborn subsequently answered Erdwin's uh, summons and defeated him, claiming the mask and robes. I don't remember that at all. I must have never encountered that because I would have remembered seeing Dagother's mask. Um. So yeah, that is about it as far as Dagother in the sixth house. So a lot there. Um, which which uh, thing do you believe? Which uh, tale do you believe? That's kind of up to you. Um, there are a few um, artifacts of Dagother, a bunch of different amulets. Um, we won't really get into those. But yeah, that is it as far as they got there in the sixth house so yeah again a lot there but he's definitely one of the more memorable antagonists in the games 
So anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at iangold08. You can find the show at TamerLP. You can also find me at my other shows. I've got Super Nintendo, which has kind of been on pause, but I uh, might be bringing it back soon. We'll see. Uh, I've got Tapes from the Waste, which is about Fallout War, and we've now got the Starfield Sandwich podcast, uh, which is about Starfield. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's that been pretty good. I've got a couple of episodes of that show out now. You can find that show on Twitter at StarsandPod. So anyway, that is it for this episode. So until next time, stay safe, adventurers.